Welcome to the Devil's Junkie Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Amston, and today we're going to talk about Todd Graham's firing. I was living in a devil town. I didn't know it was a devil town. Oh, Lord. It's a tough day for multiple folks on many levels. That is how Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson started his media availability today when talking about the firing of head coach Todd Graham, who in his six seasons at Arizona State uh, landed the Sun Devils five bowl berths, went 46-31, and 4-2 and two in the Territorial Cup. Had one Pac-12 South championship. I guess if you can call a, 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 a division within a conference a, a championship. Um, but they did win the Pac-12 South, um, wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And so it ends up being a tough day for many folks on multiple levels. And today I want to get a little bit into what exactly happened. You know, there there are people that are happy today. There are people that are upset today. Um, I, I think for the most part, people just really want an explanation as to what led to the firing of Todd Graham by Ray Anderson, uh, and they want uh, some analysis on some of his subsequent statements that he made regarding that firing. Um, some interesting and curious things went down today, and that's some of what we're going to get into. And to help me get into it, uh, Hode Rubino of Devil's Digest, the publisher uh, who has been around for years and years and years, longer than Ray Anderson and, and Todd Graham combined, uh, is going to stop in and, and, and we're going to hear his thoughts and, and, and essentially how he was able to be on top of this story from the get-go. Um, and the, the best way that I know how to attack anything is to go back to the beginning, chronologically. You know, we're not going to go all the way back to Ray Anderson coming on and essentially inheriting Todd Graham as head coach, but let's just go back to the beginning of this weekend. Coming off a win against Oregon State, which followed a loss uh, at UCLA that ASU ultimately probably should have won, this Territorial Cup was extremely important. And I, I got to thinking this week, you know, is the Territorial Cup something that should define whether or not Todd Graham is retained as the coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils? And my personal belief is that, that that should not have been the case. It should not have been the case that everything comes down to one game. And I outlined that in something that I, I, I wrote on Friday night, um, for DevilsDigest.com, it was titled More Than Just a Game, Jobs and Legacies on the Line for ASU in the Territorial Cup. Uh, and, you know, the, the title's a little bit deceiving because I, I made the argument that the Territorial Cup shouldn't necessarily mean that jobs are on the line, but definitely legacies were at stake. I think that the way that Todd Graham is thought of will forever be affected by the 42-30 to 30 outcome of the 2017 Territorial Cup. Had he lost, today would have been very different. I mean, had the game continued to go the way that it looked like it was going to go by the end of the first quarter or halftime, today would have been very different. But I opened up my column quoting Todd Graham. He said, they're not going to pay you a million dollars a year to win half your games, nor should they. 
They're not going to pay you a million dollars a year to win half your games, nor should they. They is Ray Anderson. This is something that Todd Graham said two years ago, prior to the 2015 season. Prior to the 2015 season, when, since that point, ultimately they've been 18 and 19 overall, 12 and 15 in conference, 4 and 11 on the road. In the first halves of the last three USC games, they've been outscored 93 to 16. And they're not going to pay you a million dollars a year to win half your games. So that's something that Todd Graham completely understood. And he said, nor should they. So this is what I wrote. I said, if Todd Graham's fate hinges solely on the performance of his players against the University of Arizona, you'd have to think there's part of Todd Graham that would just assume be let go regardless of the outcome. And here's why I I thought that even Todd Graham, based on who he's been, based on what he's said, would have to agree that the outcome shouldn't affect his employment. And it's because if there's one thing Todd Graham has spent his energy battling in his time as Arizona State's head football coach, aside from losing subordinates to elevated positions and higher paying gigs, which is something that Ray Anderson cited as a reason for firing him today, and we'll get into that as well. But it's the permeating culture of feeling-based actions and reactions, taking precedent over the exercising of beliefs, core values. It's basically like the thing that millennials are, just a bunch of feelings. They want to know their purpose. They want to make decisions based on how they feel at any given time. Todd Graham doesn't care how you feel. He wants to know what you believe. That's what he's always said. He doesn't care how you feel. He wants to know what you believe. Now, he wants you to believe what he believes. He brought in the mantra of character, smart, tough, discipline. Tougher than hell. That's what he wants you to buy into. If you play for him, if you're thinking about sending your kid to him to play. So the idea that Ray Anderson could fire Todd Graham based on how he feels at any given time is something that I felt personally flew in the face of Todd Graham's philosophy. So here's what it came down to for me on Friday when I was writing this. Ray Anderson either believes Todd Graham is the head coach that can create and sustain success at Arizona State, or he doesn't. He either believes it, or he doesn't. A lot of people felt like he didn't. One of those people, more than one of those people, we're in contact with Devil's Digest publisher Hode Rubino. And on that Friday night, a couple hours after I published this column, talking about the legacies of the coaches and all of the different players involved, and boiling it down to the fact that either Ray Anderson believes that Todd Graham is the head coach that can create and sustain success at Arizona State, or he doesn't that this will ultimately affect the legacies, but it shouldn't affect the job status. You're either going to fire him or not. Some of these people were in contact with Hode Rubino, and Hode was able to report on Friday night that regardless of the outcome, 
Todd Graham was going to be fired. So if you're a subscriber to devilsdigest.com, you saw this coming. You knew. You knew what was going to happen. And there were a lot of will he or won't he flames being fanned from media sources outside the program. Those things going into the Territorial Cup, you know, they're just going to undercut Todd Graham's desire to see his team completely sold on the idea that the brotherhood they've established is enough to achieve the goals they've set out to accomplish, goals they haven't been achieving over the last three years. But the Territorial Cup, it's different. It's important. If Todd Graham was going to go out, this is how he'd want to go out. So on Friday, I published this column. Hoderbino lets the, the subscribers to devilsdigest.com know that Graham's not going to be back regardless. A report comes out around game time the next day that says that people close to Todd Graham believe that he believes that he's going to be fired regardless, which is interesting considering some of the comments that were made later on. Um, by Ray Anderson and by Todd Graham. You kind of have to pick a side there, figure out who you believe. But ultimately what I wrote, that either Ray Anderson believes Todd Graham is the guy or he doesn't, is what came into play for Ray Anderson. So in the middle of all this is a game, an important game, very important game, Arizona State gets down early. Khalil Tate from the University of Arizona is doing Khalil Tate things. And Arizona State sticks with it. I mean, Arizona State received. They received. And they still found themselves down 14 to nothing. It looked like it was going to go very poorly. It, it really looked like a replay of the second half of the previous year's Territorial Cup. And what's interesting is I think people probably would have felt differently had he lost this game. For a lot of people, it was really coming down to one game. I think for some, that regardless of the outcome, they believed that he shouldn't be fired. But those people were taking probably a more holistic view of the situation. Most people are fans. Most people are feeling-based. A lot of people who wanted Todd Graham to be fired at the end of the Territorial Cup in 2016... Uh, we're upset that he was fired at the end of the Territorial Cup in 2017. But Arizona State, down 24-14 to at halftime. They have an absolute monster third quarter. Monster third quarter. And because of that, you know, they take a lead. Khalil Tate ends up injured. They end up winning this game, fortuitously scoring 42 points. Of course, Arizona State scores 42. They win this game 42-30. to 30. After the game, it's reported, I saw from Craig Morgan on Twitter, that Ray Anderson would give no comment uh, as to the status of Todd Graham, which is never a good sign if you're the head coach. Uh, he, he was standing in the north end zone. Nikhil Harry's second touchdown reception happened right in front of him. Nikhil Harry, the five-star recruit who was uh, brought on, you know, thanks to Todd Graham. You know, he scores that touchdown right in front of Ray Anderson. And, and I mean, I'm standing right there in the end zone at the time. You could tell 
you know, this wasn't something that Ray Anderson was necessarily excited about. You know, Ray Anderson knew that he was going to be firing Todd Graham regardless of the outcome. I think the win made it harder, made it harder for him to sell something that he was going to do regardless. Which might speak to why he came out and 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 was in such a almost defensive posture and had such a, an aggressive demeanor today when justifying his decision to fire Todd Graham when he addressed the media. But Arizona State ends up winning this game. And, you know, it could have been a Brett Bielema situation. They could have fired Todd Graham right then and there. But he gave him the night to enjoy the win with seniors. And uh, then it was reported that uh, they scheduled a meeting for 8 a.m. Todd Graham had already said that he expected to return. So you either believe that Todd Graham expected to return or you believe the report that people close to Todd Graham got the vibe from him that he felt like he was going to get fired. Um, If I've learned one thing about leadership over the years, it's that the people that are your subordinates should never necessarily be surprised by the outcome of any given situation. And if you've been a member of Devil's Digest or you've read any of uh, Hode Rubino's reporting uh, throughout the year, you know, uh, Hode has talked about Todd Graham having an eight-win regular season barrier. You know, and, I'm, and, and Hode will tell you himself that he's not 100% sure that he even really bought into the idea that there was that eight-win barrier. But ultimately, that's what Ray Anderson did. He stuck to his guns. There's a possibility that if ASU beats UCLA, then we're not talking about this right now. Then again, going back to what I said, I, I, I feel like if, if Todd Graham won 11 games this year, it may not have mattered. Ray Anderson made it pretty evident, and we'll talk about that. Ray Anderson made it pretty evident that he didn't necessarily think that Todd Graham was the guy for this job. And he gave plenty of reasons why. So he gives Todd Graham the night, schedules a a, a conference for for 8 this morning. Todd Graham's informed that he's being fired. You know, this is something that uh, Ray Anderson has done over a dozen times since he's become the athletic director at Arizona State. So when he says, when Ray Anderson says it's never easy to do something like this, he would know. He's done it a lot. Most of the programs on campus, you know, save maybe the untouchable Charlie Turner Thorne, will probably be sitting <laughs> in uh, Ray Anderson's office had, had they not already or multiple times in the case of softball and volleyball, you know, discussing coaching changes, said it's never easy. And so Ray Anderson has to have this tough conversation with Todd Graham, which Todd Graham says he didn't see coming. And Ray Anderson made it pretty evident in his comments that uh, was going to happen all along. And, uh, And then Ray Anderson has to speak to the players, which is something we'll talk about in a little bit. But... What I want to talk about first is, uh, again, because we're, we're going chronologically, the first thing that happens is Arizona State releases a statement from Ray Anderson on the firing. Simply said, Todd Graham's been relieved of his duties as head football coach of Arizona State University. Uh, and that they would remain, that the staff would remain with the program through their bowl appearance, which is fascinating to me. Um... 
And here's what, here's what uh, Ray Anderson had to say. When evaluating our head coaches, we've been very clear in our four-prong approach. Four-prong approach. So this is when, when Ray Anderson talks about being a data guy. These are the things he looks at. Integrity. So you can take that to essentially mean, you know, off the field and personnel type issues. Uh, academics, which is self-explanatory. Uh, performance which is on-field results, and fan affinity advancement. Fan affinity advancement is, is the interesting one. It's sort of the subjective one because when taking into account fan affinity advancement, you would think that Ray Anderson would maybe take into account the, some of the comments that he was absolutely flooded with um, after the Territorial Cup, and, and, and he didn't do that. And we'll talk about why here in a moment. But there are four prongs, integrity, academics, performance, and fan affinity advancement. And Ray Anderson said, from the moment that Graham arrived in Tempe, Todd helped change the culture and emphasized the student in student athlete here at Arizona State. He made them really think they were students. He elevated the program to unprecedented heights in the classroom and strong citizenship across the board. However, the big however, our athletic department, university, and community expect our football program to compete on the field for Pac-12 titles, be competitively consistent, that was the key, competitively consistent, and qualify to participate in major bowl games on a regular basis. In evaluating Todd's body of work over a four-year period, it became clear that a change is necessary. So remember, he's not even taking into account the first eight and five year and the second year. Just the last four. We are committed to turning Sun Devil football into an elite program and competing nationally on a consistent basis. So, there you have it. That is the statement that was released prior to Ray Anderson's media availability. So just from the statement alone, you know, I, I don't think that there would necessarily be any anticipation that Ray Anderson would come out the way that he did. Very confident, um, very aggressive, uh, sort of preemptively defensive. Um, and, I mean, just from reading this, he said, look, there are four things we look at. Two of them he did. Two of them he didn't. Now, it doesn't really mention fan affinity advancement, but I think maybe there's some tie-in with Ray Anderson's belief that anything below one of the top three bowls in the Pac-12 might not necessarily even be worth going to. The way that Ray Anderson talked about these bowl games is almost that they were an embarrassment. Which I think was an important point for him to make, and I think won some people over. So we'll talk about that as well. So let's get into Ray Anderson's media availability. His press conference. Uh, this was, it was interesting because, you know, he came out. He said, you know, this affects a lot of people. You have to remember that I was, he was an agent. So he's represented people and he knows what, what goes into uh, people being fired from the other side, which he thought was important to let the media know about before he went into his comments. And he said some really, really interesting things. You know, he, he made sure to lead by pointing out what Todd Graham has done for the university as far as academics here. Let's see. Uh, and so in matters of academics, 
and how you want to encourage your student-athletes and your football players to be true student-athletes, uh, Coach Todd Graham has done a marvelous job, and we will applaud him and thank him forever for having led in that effort. And when it comes to making sure that your student-athletes are, are good citizens uh, and good role models uh, and have proper conduct and behavior, uh, Coach Todd Graham has been competitively consistent, uh, and we will applaud him for that. So there you have it. Competitive consistency. The first two prongs, good. But it was the second two prongs of which Ray Anderson evaluates any coach where he felt like Todd Graham was lacking. But I also must measure competitive consistency on what happens on the field. Because at the end of the day, that's what a head coach is primarily charged to do. And competitive consistency, in my view, is comprised of recruiting, developing players that you do recruit into here, developing and retaining your assistant coaches, and then in-game preparation and in-game management. That's what I have to assess. And so I didn't judge and don't judge anyone and certainly didn't judge Todd on any one game or loss. He does not judge on their euphoric victories like last night, nor are we judged on some of the uh, real disappointments that we've had in the four years. Rather, I've got to look at the body of work and then honestly assess if going forward we will be able to elevate this program to the levels that we aspire. So there you have it. Can't judge based on a euphoric victory like last night, nor can you judge based on some of the disappointing losses they've had in the last four years. And I hope you noticed the little bit of a stank on the word retain. They need to retain coaches. And this is right here where we, we start to see Ray Anderson get away from praising Todd Graham for the things he did right and really reveal some of the things and some of the areas where he felt that Todd Graham and Todd Graham specifically, because remember, this is a guy that's talking about retaining the current staff that he believes that Todd Graham specifically couldn't do well. So let's talk about a few of those things. One of the main issues that Ray Anderson is taking with Todd Graham is that ultimately this team is average. Let's listen to what Ray Anderson had to say about that. I came in here four years ago, and one of the things that Dr. Crow married very clear to me is we want to compete, and we want to compete from championships, and we want to win consistently across the board in all of our sports. And so in performance on football, we have not done that in the four years since I've been here. Not consistently. We have been average. Seven and five in second place in a riddled Pac-12 South is not our aspiration. We deserve more. We have the capacity and the university and the community that deserves more and I, very frankly, should demand more. We want to play necessarily 
in second-tier bowls. We want to be in major bowl games on a consistent basis. And my job is to try to do what I can do to elevate us and make us better, and that's why the change was made. So there you have it. Ray Anderson says that they don't want to be average. They don't want to be 7-5. and five. They don't want to play in second-tier bowl games. When he says they don't want to be something, it's that they, he's also saying that they were that, that Todd Graham was that, that in his four years, this program has not been good. And remember, let's go back to what Todd Graham said. They're not going to pay a million dollars a year to win half your games. And over the last four years, that's essentially what Todd Graham's done. One of the other things that, that Ray Anderson takes issue with, and this is definitely something that, uh, that can be put up for debate on whether or not it's a legitimate concern, is the fact that uh, Todd Graham was not able to retain assistance and to develop a continuity on the staff, which is something that uh, creates issues for players. When you don't have the continuity and who you're learning under, and who you're being prepared by, it can affect you in games. But at the end of the day, this is a business. Chip Lindsey got a massive raise to make a lateral move. Massive raise to make a lateral move. Jay Norvell got a head coaching job. Mike Norvell got a head coaching job. Chip Long got a promotion. Chris Ball got a promotion. Jackie Ship got a massive raise to leave this program. So, what do you do about that? And that's when Ray Anderson presented an incredibly unique philosophy into how they provide the current student-athletes with continuity despite firing their head coach. Well, one of the things that we're going to insist on is that the next head coach who comes in here will not be your traditional thinker that says, I necessarily have to come in and clean house and bring in all of my own guys. That would be a disservice to the advancement that we've made under Todd and the improvement that we have seen in this year. It wasn't enough, but we have improved. So the next head coach who comes in here We'll have to embrace the culture and the philosophy that the folks who have done a good job and deserve to be here as coaches and operations people should have the opportunity to remain here. That is fascinating. Cut off the head, bring in a new head, keep the body the same. Now, it's definitely not traditional. There are situations in college football when some staff have been retained. Sometimes that's just due to essentially contractual handcuffing. You might be able to raise the money to buy out the coach, but maybe not necessarily raise the rest of the money to buy out the rest of the staff. So you ask the current staff to essentially ride out whatever contracts might be available. It's good for the sake of continuity for those position players, but ultimately you're going to give the head coach the ability to bring in their own people. And what Ray Anderson is saying is that the problem is Todd Graham. So let's have somebody come in here, keep everything the same, 
and just be better than Todd Graham. Just be better. Keep things the same and be better. And again, what does he want to keep the same? What does he want to keep the competitive consistency in? The integrity and the academics. And one of the interesting things about that is, you know, if you believe that that tone was set from the top, how do you make sure that you have someone setting that exact same tone? Who is Todd Graham in all the right areas and not Todd Graham in all the wrong areas? And he was asked that. How do you continue that, Ray? His answer, because we will. We just will. Listen. And to the extent that I have any reservations that they have failed to buy into that, they won't be here because they're not a good fit for our culture. What Todd has done in advancing us in those areas will not be undone or undermined by anyone going forward, or they won't be here. And frankly, I won't be here. And frankly, I won't be here. If whoever he brings in can't maintain the integrity and the academic standards that were set by Todd Graham's mantra of character smart, tough, disciplined, if that GPA goes down, if the graduation rates go down, if player arrests go up, penalties increase. Ray Anderson's saying he won't be here. It's an interesting risk to take. And it's an interesting theory that you would be able to continue a continuity of culture by removing the originator of that culture. Especially if you're admitting that this head coach has a real hard problem retaining staff. How do you keep up that continuity of culture in a program where all of the assistants are always coming and going. Maybe it has a little bit more to do with the head coach than Ray Anderson is giving the head coach credit for. We'll see. Now, the question was asked, what if, what if those aspirations are too high? That they can maintain a continuity of culture and then just be better on the field? which will result in more fans, better bowl games, more players in the NFL. What if people don't expect that that can be the case because historically at Arizona State it hasn't necessarily been? And the idea that you could be in five bowl games in six years would have really been foreign to anybody that followed this program under the previous two head coaches. And here's what Ray had to say about that. I'd say that uh, they are misguided. They're living in the past. They don't realize what we have here. And more importantly, they don't grasp the vision that Dr. Crow and I and many of the folks who really love this program have. Uh, I think they underestimate uh, uh, our potential uh, in that they're living in the past and we're about the future. That's what I'd say to them. They're living in the past, and we're about the future. People who really love this program 
wouldn't live in the past. They would be about the future. And the future for this program, in Ray Anderson's mind, is something that looks a lot like what Washington is now. Competing for something that vacillates between first and third in the Pac-12. Going to major bowl games. Getting four-star recruits. And that was something that, that Ray Anderson brought up specifically about how he believes that Arizona State should be competitively consistent or consistently competitive in recruiting. And when he brings up recruiting, even though Todd Graham has, I mean, we're part of rivals. We examine recruiting constantly. It's part of my job as a recruiting analyst for Devil's Digest to objectively say that over time, Todd Graham has absolutely elevated recruiting. Now, are they less ambitious in the last couple of years than they were in the first four? Yes. Yes. They will continue to lose battles head-to-head with USC, something I've written about extensively. They're losing battles head-to-head with Washington and Texas A&M, which potentially maybe discourage them from going after some of the people that they've gone after. A lot of people that they've been recruiting in the last Two years they call, you know, better fits. You know, it's kind of their way of saying, you know, we were the first Power Five offer um, because we believe that they they fit us. You know, forget whether or not any other major program is looking at them. Um, we're looking at them because they fit our culture. Uh, and that's not something that Ray Anderson is satisfied with. And he talked about that got to be able to go and effectively recruit in California and in Arizona and places uh, in addition to Texas at a high level because the other Pac-12 schools against whom we play uh, are going to continue uh, to really mine those areas. We have to be able to go out and recruit those areas and others at a much more effective uh, level. We have to get to a point where, in fact, we are recruiting four- and five-star football players who want to come and play here because they know the development for the player and the development for the coaching and the retention of the coaching uh, is not going to potentially get in their way if, in fact, they want to go play in the NFL. We've got to have a place where we can uh, attract those athletes who say, I can go to ASU and get a... Ivy League, Stanford-level education if I can get in the Barretts, but at the same time, no, I'm going to a place where they can prepare me to go play in the NFL because there's a program in place, there's processes in place, there are people in place who actually know how to do that. That's where we need to make up ground because, very frankly, we don't have that here now. They have it at SC, always have been, always will. They have it at Stanford. They have it at Washington. At times, they have it at UCLA. They have it at Washington State. We don't have that here. You cannot have a year where none of our players get drafted into the NFL and only one player, a kicker, gets drafted to the combine. That's the proof of what we haven't been successful at. That's the proof of what we haven't been successful at. Recruiting players that believe that they can come here, get a world-class education, and move on to the NFL. 
He flat out said that Arizona State under Todd Graham does not have the mechanism by which to get players drafted in the NFL. That even Mike Leach at Washington State has the connections and the the developmental programs by which you can get a player drafted. I mean, he flat out blamed Todd Graham. Whether you find that this has merit or not, he blamed Todd Graham for Arizona State's players not getting drafted, which thereby essentially devalues the program's ability to get you to the next level. Again, Ray Anderson wants Arizona State to be like Washington is now. The last time that Washington was 7-6, and six, four of their players went in the first round. You can excuse 7-6 and six if four of your players go in the first round. Or can you? It's sort of a chicken and egg thing. Should you have gone 7-6 and six if four of your players go in the first round? But he's saying that every team in the Pac-12 can get you to the NFL. Arizona State can't. You know, despite Todd Graham's friendship with Bill Belichick... They just don't have that. And you can tell that coming from the NFL, that's something that's incredibly important to Ray Anderson. Ray Anderson likes the visibility of professional athletics, be it Olympic involvement, being in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, whatever it may be. That the recruiting may have been elevated A bit, but if you're not seeing the results, if you're not seeing players get drafted, I can guarantee you right now that Ray Anderson would have much rather seen Kalen Balazs get drafted last year than come back to ASU and score one touchdown in nine Pac-12 games. That's got to be completely unacceptable to Ray Anderson, and it's understandable. But part of what Ray Anderson believes is that Todd Graham doesn't have the ability to recruit players that will translate and develop into NFL players. And we know this because of something that Ray Anderson said later in the press conference. Take a listen. Coach, got to be a dynamic recruiter. You've got to be able to go in to anybody's house in Southern California, Northern California, Louisiana, Texas, and sell the vision and recruit. Now, I think it's really important that Ray Anderson mentioned all of the different regions. Todd Graham's from Texas. He cites that constantly. ASU consistently recruits in Texas, an area that wasn't necessarily open to Arizona State prior to Todd Graham's arrival. But the recruiting base has to be in California. And Arizona State did go last year without pulling in any high. They went O for everyone on high school recruits out of California. O for everyone. And what Ray Anderson believes is that Todd Graham just can't identify with these kids. Forget that 
ASU was, you know, second for a guy like C.J. Pollard who went to USC or several other USC recruits ultimately had ASU as maybe their safety school, you weren't getting the job done. Therefore, you can't get the job done. They need somebody who can identify with somebody from L.A., identify with somebody from Sacramento, still go to Baton Rouge, still go to Dallas and Houston, and get the job done right here at home. And that tells you right there. Ray Anderson said that we need a dynamic recruiter, which means that he believes that Todd Graham is not one. It was a very, very interesting media availability session. Ray Anderson was confident. He was at times borderline cocky, um, preemptively defiant, very clear in the vision that he has. And many of his criticisms were criticisms of essentially omission. By saying this is what we need and this is what we were looking for, he was saying this is what we didn't have. And when he says they want to go a non-traditional route and keep the entire staff if possible, the only person getting fired is the one he believes is the problem. There's a lot to digest here. And then, of course, Todd Graham himself took the podium. And he talked about his time at Arizona State and and the reception for Todd Graham to get up there and say, you know, I have no bitterness. I have a lot of good memories. You know, I'll see myself as a Sun Devil always. I have kids that graduated from here. I'm not going to break down what I built. For him to to rattle off all of his favorite memories. You know, a lot of people said, you know, then he ended with Go Devils. You know, a lot of people said that was very classy. But there was some tension there. If you pay attention. Todd Graham rattling off his memories. The Jail Mary. Pac-12 South Championship. Territorial Cup wins. Those weren't just good memories. They were his rebuttal. That that was his argument of why he should remain at Arizona State University. Now Todd Graham said that he did not see this coming. And we've heard all year that Ray Anderson expected at least eight regular season wins. Ray Anderson mentioned how great it would have been to be 9-2 and two right now, which is mathematically impossible, but nine wins was mentioned. Had Arizona State beat San Diego State at home, a Mountain West team, had Arizona State beat UCLA on the road, a team that Ray Anderson nor anybody should have a ton of respect for, an injury-riddled team, a mediocre team, a team that I personally feel and wrote about that I I believe 
Arizona State gave the game away to. Had they won those two games, maybe things would have been different. Maybe Ray Anderson doesn't fire Todd Graham, but what we know now is had ASU been 9-2, and two, Ray Anderson would still be upset that ASU wasn't getting the looks from the NFL. He would still believe that Todd Graham was not a dynamic recruiter, that he could not identify and sell the program to kids from California. He would still think that Todd Graham is unable to retain staff. And having those beliefs, reaching that conclusion, does ultimately the win total matter? Ray Anderson put all his cards on the table and in doing so contradicted himself. And Todd Graham, he played his hand as well. His hand was to list off everything that they've done that is good. His hand was to talk about the Sun Bowl with admiration immediately after Ray Anderson had sat at that microphone and disparaged it as a second-tier bowl that Arizona State should have no business being in. There was some tension there. When asked how he felt about Ray Anderson's decision, here's what Todd Graham said. Um, You know, we... uh, um you know, we, we've had success and, uh, you know, it just maybe wasn't enough. I have nothing but, nothing but respect for, for Dr. Crow and the administration. I have nothing but respect for Dr. Crow and the administration. No mention of Ray Anderson. And it's possible that there's some bad blood there, and it's possible that, you know, you just don't want to really talk about somebody who just fired you, you know, and and he says that he was surprised by it and in a positive light, you know, Ray Anderson did spend a lot of time about talking about what he thought that um, Todd Graham did well, you know, and Todd Graham in a roundabout way mentioned a few of the benefits that Ray Anderson was obviously part of um, building and selling in the facilities, which he believes uh, only just now started to have an effect. He believes that the team got better every single week because of the facilities that were in place and that that will only just now start to impact recruiting. You know, and, and he he talked about the culture that, that they've built, and that's something that ultimately that Ray Anderson really helped support because, you know, Ray Anderson could have made this decision after they went 6-7 and seven in 2015. Maybe financially he wasn't able to do so. They did end up extending him. But but after, after that, he could have made that decision then. It wasn't too early for him to be firing coaches of other sports then. But at the end of the day, when I looked at Ray Anderson's media availability versus Todd Graham's media availability, I saw it as... Ray Anderson boldly stating his case for his vision 
of the future of Arizona State and justifying why that should not include Todd Graham. Uh, And I saw Todd Graham come out and present himself as almost the person that Ray Anderson has been looking for all along. Somebody who believes in this program. Somebody who believes that they can achieve great things. You know, and, 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 and what ultimately I feel that Ray Anderson channeled was the same Todd Graham that he requested tone it down back in 2015 when he was speaking of national championships. Going 15-0. and 0, Going 1-0 and 0 every week. Going 1-0 and 0 every day in your personal life. I think that Ray Anderson was personally embarrassed by the idea that you would talk about championships and not achieve anything close to that. And so we've seen Todd Graham light over the last two years. A neutered version of Todd Graham, if you will. Someone who's been made to take um, media relations classes um, uh, with the rest of his staff and to, to employ tactics of answering questions in a more thoughtful manner and not necessarily being so bold and impulsive with the things that he says, so forceful with his vision. We've seen a, 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 I don't want to say humbled because I don't think anything's changed about Todd Graham, but we've seen a more humbled presentation of who Todd Graham is the last couple of years. And so here comes Ray Anderson, and he's got to sell this. He's got to sell the idea that they can keep a continuity of culture. Find somebody who is the same as Todd Graham, but better. With all of Todd Graham's hires. Admitting that while Todd Graham wasn't able to keep a staff, he was able to maintain a culture somehow. But that that culture doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Todd Graham because of the staff that he has in place. Sort of a strange conundrum. But Ray Anderson has to come out and sell that idea. And in order to do it, you got to be forceful, sturdy, confident, and say things like, people who think that we're going to be the way that we've always been are living in the past, and we're about the future. They're living in the past, and we're about the future. That's vintage Todd Graham. Not only did Ray Anderson channel Todd Graham, the Todd Graham that came and said farewell to the fans, he was the coach that Ray Anderson is seemingly looking for in the future. So it was an interesting day. And before we bring in Hode Rubino from Devil's Digest, we'll leave you with this. No way I wouldn't come here. How can I teach the values to our players? And, uh, uh, you know, not come in here and, and address the fans uh, and address the, the people that uh, buy the tickets that, uh, that uh, provide me with such an incredible uh, life and experience to be a teacher. Uh, uh, that's what I talked to him about. You know, life sometimes not fair or some, life isn't easy. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's important when you face adversity, you know, as a teacher that you demonstrate to your players how you should handle that. So I absolutely wouldn't do it any other way, uh, you know. So uh, it's been tough, man. I mean, day's been tough. I mean, 
I'm not a, a you know, I, I'm not a person that uh, gets really emotional, but uh, uh, the players, uh, it, it's been pretty emotional today. And, and man, you know what, that, that, that's good. And you know what, uh, it's good because you know they love you, they know you care, and I know we've impacted their lives. We've impacted a lot of young people's lives here. So uh, coming in here today, man, is, 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 is what you should do. Uh, and and uh, uh, I want the fans out there to know how much I appreciate them, man, how much I've uh, – there's nothing like being in that arena. And uh, it's a very special place here, and uh, I wanted to thank them. Uh, in person and personally uh, for their support of our program and ask them to continue to support this program. Uh, and uh, uh, I'll be cheering for them. So, Hode Rubino, on with the Devil's Junkie podcast. It's been an interesting couple of days, to say the least. You, um, you know, you were, you were first to come out and say win or lose – um, in, in the devil's huddle, in the premium forum where everybody should be, uh, you were first to come out and say that this is happening regardless. Um, you had this sourced out, uh, and, and it kind of gave people who were in the huddle time to digest it, but it really feels like um, this is something that uh, still ended up being pretty raw, even though it was expected, especially after the Territorial Cup win. Losing to, uh, to Oregon State, uh, then, uh, then losing to 
golden opportunity to be back-to-back Pac-12 Pac- uh, Pac- South uh, champions. And obviously, losing season 2015 and 16, and uh, the guy was really capped. And uh, again, he just held Scott Graham, some would say, to an impossible standard in 2017, which Scott Graham, ironically, was just one win away uh, from achieving. So this definitely has been brewing for quite a while, and we know about the statements that uh, Anderson made in public that he didn't want Todd Graham to uh, speak victory and talk championships in public. Uh, when his teams are uh, barely um, at 500. And, um, again, I just feel like it was just a really um, a bad mix of personalities, if you will, and, and not that a lot of ADs and uh, football head coaches around the country uh, butt heads. Of course, it happens all the time. Is that, that uh, some of the directors, uh, like uh, Ray Anderson, are just a little more persistent, a little more hard-headed in their ways. And uh, here we are with uh, Todd Graham uh, ending his tenure in Tempe after six years. Now, Ray Anderson, Ray Anderson, I believe, has, I mean, he's cycled through at least in his tenure. I think he might be on his fourth softball coach. Uh, I think he's on his third volleyball coach. Um, the, the, he, I think something like 18 of the 22 head coaching positions within the athletic department have been replaced. So this shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. But I think what might have been a little bit surprising to some was the the tone of today's press conference uh, when Ray Anderson um, kind of seemed like he came out and he was he was ready for a fight a little bit uh, in in talking about what his expectations were for the program and then ultimately you know when taking questions from the media uh, one of the things that I found a little bit ironic is that in his defense of his decision. Um, in which he said, you know, he'll be seeking non-emotional counsel, which uh, seemed kind of like a, a little bit of a, a shot at the fans, even if it is logical to not, you know, base things on, you know, if something goes one way or the other uh, on, on any given day. Um, but he, you know, he, he did sort of almost channel that pre-2015 uh, Todd Graham in his hubris, in the way that he said that, you know, this program needs to not just, you know, needs to really expect to be a top 15 program. I think essentially to me, he was describing what Washington is now. And my question for you is, are these expectations, one, um, reasonable, uh, and two, achievable? Yeah, first of all, I mean, you're absolutely on point with Ray Anderson being borderline combative in this press conference. I mean, he could not have been more stern, more serious, uh, more to the point than, than he was today. And look, I, I think he really had an impossible job trying to sell his decision. Um, he is not uh, oblivious by any stretch to the general outcry of the majority of Sunday fans who did not like his decision. I mean, there's, there's no way Ray Anderson uh, does not know um, how much vitriol there is right, right now um, towards him because of the decision that he made um, earlier today. But as far as expectations, I mean, this is really the mother of all ironies because Tom Graham raised the expectations quite a bit after his first three years. I mean, winning 28 games in, uh, in the first three seasons, something that hasn't been done uh, since the late uh, great Frank Cush, and really something you don't see in college football in general, uh, as far as the head coach coming right out of the gate and having such great success. But... Um, in some ways, um, I think Todd Graham was a victim of his success at the same time because look what happened. 
happened in the three years following that. So it's almost like Todd Graham is raising the expectations and not being able to maybe meet those expectations. And now Ray Anderson is taking those already high expectations to even a, more, to even a higher level. And to answer your question, no, I don't, I'm not sure it's really that achievable um, when he talks about you know possibly winning nine, ten games every year and then going to major bowls. And really, talk about major bowl. I mean, what is a major bowl? I mean, Pac-12 besides the Rose Bowl doesn't have great bowl tie-ins to begin with. Uh, so uh, I just, you know, and I think Ray Anderson also mentioned being top ten, top fifteen, you know, every year or on a somewhat consistent basis. So yeah, I mean, I don't think. Uh, those goals are really um, all that achievable at all. And I think Ray Anderson, you know, he really came out of this press conference like he was, uh, you know, backed into a corner and he's coming out fighting. And I think that um, that's how it's going to be with this uh, new uh, football coach, whomever it is, whenever he gets hired, uh, because uh, the bar has been, I almost feel like, ridiculously set So whoever's going to come in. And, um, you know, I, I don't I don't see the new head football coach necessarily achieving what Ray Anderson is looking for in the first two, three years. And I think Ray Anderson is going to spend a lot of time defending this hire, no matter who the hire is, point, just because uh, setting expectations that um, are probably not achievable, especially not especially not right out of the gate. I mean, again, what Todd Graham, um, you know, achieved in the last three years, I mean, sure, he could call it disappointing, and any other adjective that uh, is uh, synonymous with that. But at the same point, like I said, winning 28 games in their first three years, that is not an easy task, and there's no guarantee for any head coach uh, to do that, whether it's Arizona State or anywhere else in the country. Now, I to me, it, it was almost it was almost awkward. In, in, in I mean, of course, it's going to be awkward. You just fired a coach. You're going to keep him on an extra month to coach a bowl, but you hope to have another coach on within a week. Um, and, and a couple of things I wanted you to touch on that I found absolutely fascinating was the idea that one, uh, one Ray Anderson said that it's not going to be required that they keep uh, the the assistants on the lead assistants in particular Billy Napier mentioned by name with great confidence and to a lesser extent Phil Bennett but that it would be required for whoever the candidate is to ultimately keep an open mind about the idea. Uh, what sort of message does that send? Do you think that discourages any possible talent from being interested um, in, in the job? And, uh, I mean, have, have you ever even seen anything like that before? Yeah, I really, I really can't say that, that I have seen that uh, before. It's highly unusual. I'm not going to argue that at all. Um, I just feel that Whatever candidate Ray Anderson has on their short list, this point has been communicated uh, to them. But I think those candidates also know that it's almost like Ray Anderson is, is trying to call Billy Napier bluff and trying to call uh, Phil Bennett's bluff because they just now might be um, really uh, w- w- willing to do that willing to do that to begin with, or maybe they give it a try for one week. And um, they see that, you know, they mix as well as uh, Randerson and Todd Graham did and say, you know what, I need, I need to go uh, somewhere else. Uh, so uh, I think some of it is, is, really, is really calling, um, you know, the, the bluff of, of the coordinators and any other assistants for that matter. Uh, but I think, um, you know, Randerson wants to uh, keep the optics in his favor, which is almost mission impossible, again, with all the uh, uh, 
wants to show to everybody that, uh, look, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I do want to keep things um, uh, to, to be a, a seamless transition, which, you know, seems to be really uh, impossible to say the least when you're both the head coach, but he wants to uh, just convey the fact that you like what Napier and Bennett did to some extent and uh, wouldn't mind uh, keeping you know, keep it on board. And I guess just really putting the ball on their court and like I said, uh, really, really, really trying to call uh, to call their bluff. I mean, if you recall, Anderson did the same exact thing as Bobby Early, where he had uh, Stan Johnson, who was the uh, top assistant from representing staff, uh, stay on. Uh, and basically told Bobby Early, say, look, you know, if you're coming on board, Stan Johnson from the Herb Zendik staff is staying on board. And Bobby Early, you know, said, said fine, no problem, uh, because uh, he kind of figured, say, look, I mean, you know, I'm going to get along with Stan Johnson my first week on the job, and if I'm not, you know, then it's going to be apparent to both of us that somebody has to leave, and it's going to be Stan Johnson and not me. And that's exactly what happened. And I can see uh, that scenario happening uh, with Billy Napier and or Phil Bennett. Uh, so, um, yeah, very, very odd. Uh, again, I think a lot of optics are involved in that. Um, a lot of, you know, calling calling your bluff is, is involved in that. And uh, we'll see exactly uh, what what happens. But uh, it, it's necessarily uh, interesting. I mean, Ray Anderson is also talking about these assistants going out there and recruiting. Uh, it's just really impossible when you don't have a new head coach in place. And when you do have a new head coach in place, how do you know their recruiting philosophies and methods are going to be the same as uh, the current staff right now. Uh, it's just uh, really um, a big, um, a big period of really big uh, period of turmoil. And again, Ray Anderson uh, saying, you know, well, Phil Bennett can stay, and Bill Napier can stay if they want to. Doesn't really hold a lot of, a lot of water, in my opinion. So an- another thing that I found fascinating is how much ultimately um, Ray Anderson. Uh, almost talked himself into a situation where he opened up about uh, uh, very specific um, areas in which he was very dissatisfied uh, with Todd Graham. Um, you know, ultimately comes out, you know, takes the stage, says, you know, he, he obviously elevated this program. We're thankful. Obviously, this is hard. And then he starts talking about the things that he wants to see. And you can almost see that there's sort of a, he I mean, he's genuinely disappointed in some of the things Todd Graham wasn't able to achieve. And, um, you know, he talked about being able to compete for four and five star recruits. And he specifically mentioned California. And you get the idea from what he was talking about was that almost Todd Graham's Texas personality, you know, limited him from being in some of these living rooms in LA or up by in the Sacramento area or San Jose. And that 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 ultimately created a problem. And and some of the other things that he really hit on was, uh, I think he said over and over again, um, consistent competitiveness or competitive consistency. Uh, You know, these were things that really really great on him the idea that you know half the crowd would leave at halftime of these home usc blowouts um obviously what happened against U- ucla but um i i was wondering just your take on how much ray anderson you know really opened up at the areas in which he was he was dis- both satisfied and completely dissatisfied with the job todd graham had done yeah when uh, ray anderson uh, was listing all those uh deficiencies uh, with the NFL draft, uh, like you said, uh, not being able to recruit California well, uh, assistant turnover. Um, I think the young kids call these days taking receipts, and I think that's what Anderson was doing. He <laughs> was just, uh, just, just uh, laying out a laundry list over there, and I think it goes back to what you and I talked a few minutes ago, that Ray Anderson, 
drafted, but but, but, but a kicker, or I'm sorry, that uh, yeah, nobody gets drafted one year. Uh, another year, uh, your kicker is the only one that's invited to the NFL Combine. Uh, obviously talking about assistant turnover, uh, having a pretty class with not one uh, player from, from the state of California. So, uh, yeah, he, um, he, he definitely felt that he had, he had all this ammunition, and uh, it was time to unload in today's press conference to ju- justify a decision, which, again, you can't overstated enough how unpopular it is right now with, 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 with the ASU fans who saw um, ASU winning an emotional game against Arizona, um, going back and having a, having a winning record, um, and really showing the progress that Ray Anderson wanted to see. But uh, again, for Ray Anderson, the bar was just not, uh, the, the bar that he set was just maybe impossible to achieve for, uh, for Todd Graham. And again, it was only one win away, you know, if you believe that, a, that an eight-win bar uh, would prevent us from even doing this podcast today. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Ray Anderson um, did have some, uh, some, some bullets in his holster, and uh, he, uh, he definitely uh, un- un- unloaded those, uh, uh, you know, with, with fury uh, uh, today in the press conference. And, again, I just feel like he really had to under, under the circumstances because uh, this is not the decision that's going uh, over well uh, with the majority of uh, the ASU followers. One of the bullets in the chamber was assistant turnover, and he fired that bullet. And and I and I think what that caused some people to think about was the fact that a lot of uh, not all but a lot of these assistants have left for either elevated responsibility or elevated pay, and he seemed to lay it at the doorstep of Todd Graham, um, and 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 essentially his inability to retain assistants. Uh, and I, I was wondering what your thoughts were on that, because obviously, you know, there are situations in which assistant coaches have left maybe not on the best of terms with Todd Graham. But, you know, but outside of maybe two in the last four years, and, and, and this isn't even counting support staff because there are others that come and go. That's just sort of college football. But a lot of people have left for promotions. Did that bullet that that <laughs> did that bullet that Ray Anderson fired? Does it come around to kind of hit him because he, you know, the, the budgeting uh, and 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 the money that it comes to when it comes to retaining assistance, ultimately some of that has to fall to the athletic director, right? Yeah, I, I agree, um, and I think that um, his answer to the question that you posed, if you asked the you know, person, would say, "Well, you know, Tom Graham's such a great head coach. I mean." You would want to stay at Arizona State and damn, you know, the promotion and damn the increased pay because, because the things there are so great. And uh, look, I mean, for the couple of assistants that maybe didn't leave here on the greatest of terms, uh, maybe they communicated with Ray Anderson uh, directly or indirectly of uh, how much of a unproductive work relationship, uh, for lack of a better term, they had with they had Todd Graham. So, so maybe that, those things that Anderson is looking um, in his mind to justify uh, his uh, displeasure with uh, such a great uh, assistant turnover. I mean, look, there's no doubt uh, that, uh, that uh, promotions, elevated pay, are um, the, the vast majority of the reasons why assistants left. But Ray Anderson's rebuttal would be, said, look, I mean, how can you have any stability with the staff? How can you achieve uh, good recruiting classes year in and year out if you, have, if you have a revolving door of assistance, I mean, that's something that, that, that would be his reply. And again, ultimately, he would say, look, you know, if Todd Graham is such a great, uh, great head coach on so many levels, why are there so many assistants leaving? So, uh, 
borderline unattainable, if not flat out um, unattainable. But uh, that's what justifies in his mind his decision when he talks about that specific aspect about about assistant coaches. And uh, and again, I mean, he just, I think it goes back to optics. I mean, sure, you can look at uh, the fact that Mike Norvell's the head coach and uh, that Chris Ball, you know, became an offensive coordinator, that Chip Long became an offensive coordinator. But you know, at the end of the day. You look at the coaching staff for 2015 to 16 to 17, and you see, you know, more than a dozen assistant coaches on both sides of the ball, uh, you know, come and go. Um, that's something that, uh, again, that just from an optics point of view, doesn't look good, even though the circumstances might justify it. Now, Todd Graham got a lot of credit uh, from people who were watching his press press uh, conference, and 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 from the you know just the general feedback from some of the quotes that came out of that, uh, as as being you know very uh, classy. Um, but at the same time, you know there there were definitely a couple of moments of tension there if you if you read between the lines or even if you were paying attention at all. And one of the things that he brought up, and and I I found it very interesting, was that um, they were very happy to potentially be in the Sun Bowl, whereas. Uh, Ray Anderson made it very evident that the Sun Bowl was completely unacceptable. Um, and then in, uh, on another occasion, um, when when asked if there were any hard feelings, um, you know, between him and Ray Anderson, Todd Graham made sure to thank Michael Crow <laughs> and and the administration, and not necessarily Ray Anderson by name. Um, you know, you mentioned the whole you mentioned the whole oil and water thing. I mean, is this tension tenable for a month for Todd Graham to stick around, coach? A bowl game and I mean be around this team for another four potentially five weeks. Well, I mean I know I know when it happened uh, with Dennis Erickson and uh, Dirk Cutter. Uh, they made sure that uh, Dennis Erickson had an offense. I'm uh, sorry, an offense uh, three floors up uh, from uh, Dirk Cutter or something like that. And I uh, just prayed that they wouldn't meet in the elevator. Uh, you know, uh, in the morning or uh, when it's time to go back go back home. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, it's, uh, it, definitely, it definitely would be a challenge, um, you know, to have that uh, separation of coaching staffs. But it's something that ASU has done previously, obviously not under uh, Ray Anderson, but they have done previously. Maybe Ray Anderson just draws on the experience of some of the more veteran athletic administrators in his department to see how that how that is achievable. But uh, wherever the new head coach is, I probably uh, – would venture to guess that they would just uh, be located in the Carson Center, which now is obviously a total separate building on the south end of the stadium and uh, 110 uh, yards or so away from uh, the uh, student athletic uh, facility or the, the football facility in, in the north end of the stadium. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a definitely interesting dynamic and, uh, you know, weird, weird situation, far from ideal. Uh, if I'm putting my if I'm putting my my, my Captain Obvious uh, student hat on here, but uh, yeah, you know you, you're just gonna make it work. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, Todd Graham is uh, determined uh, to keep on going um, out on top. I mean, granted, there was one step that was done uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, beating beating Arizona after uh, you know a pitiful performance at Tucson the year before, and now um, you know he wants uh, to really uh, really go on top and, and achieve. And achieve eight win, and uh, winning a bowl game, which as a Texan, Todd Graham really holds uh, near and dear to his heart. Uh, the game being uh, played in El Paso. This again, assuming that Arizona State's going to be playing in El Paso. But uh, I've heard it so many times in the last uh, 48 hours. I almost feel like it's a it's a virtual guarantee, but you never know, I guess. Uh, 
But, um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Todd Graham, just by virtue of him conducting the press conference under these uh, pretenses, uh, is really incredible. Uh, I, I'm not saying he had to twist his arm, but uh, it was suggested to him uh, that this might be a, a good thing to do and uh, would really, you know, help you in future endeavors to show that you had the class some, I don't know, seven, eight hours after he got dismissed by, by the athletic director to hold a press conference. And Todd Graham uh, mentioned that, um, you know, first of all, he wanted to uh, uh, just continue to be an example for his players and um, handle adversity with as much uh, dignity and grace as he can. And um, Todd Graham has a deep appreciation to, uh, to, to, to the Sundown Nation, and uh, he knew that this press conference uh, through uh, various media outlets would help him uh, show that appreciation and, and, uh, and address uh, the, the Sunday Nation in, in the most direct way he could without uh, meeting and shaking hands. I think Todd Graham uh, never says no to uh, with the hundred uh, some appearances that he had uh, the first year that he was coaching here at Arizona State. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was definitely an extremely classy move uh, by Todd Graham to hold the press conference and everything that he said was absolutely um, on point, uh, just showing a lot of dignity. Uh, really, really thanking where we're supposed to thank and, um, and, just, and, just, and showing that um, he's really determined this not to be the circus that everybody thinks that it could very easily could be. When Dennis Erickson uh, uh, was you know, one, one foot and a half out of the door uh, from Arizona State, they played in Las Vegas Bowl against Boise State, and uh, it was just a given that Arizona State was going to get blown out, and sure enough, they did. Um, I'd be very, very shocked. Uh, if Arizona State, no matter which bowl they play, no matter which opponent they play, that you're going to see a similar result to, similar results to what we saw in 2006. So I think Todd Graham just cares about uh, this, this program and these players too much uh, to have an embarrassing moment uh, like, like that. So, again, you really can't stand up for Todd Graham, A, holding a press conference under really difficult circumstances, and B, just the way he conducted himself and everything that he conducted himself and everything that he said that press conference is absolutely um, uh, classy uh, and, and on point, and you really can't ask uh, for any outgoing uh, head coach uh, to have a better press conference than Todd Graham did today. So I have, two, I have two more questions for you. I mean, one's one's a little tricky because it it involves interpreting the behavior of young people. Uh, but you know, uh, in a day and age where everybody instantly takes to social media, um, you know, with with their feelings and everything like that, it it, it looked like a lot of the team uh, came out and had something to say about the departure of Todd Graham. Most of the players on defense, most of the players on offense, they all particularly kind of said the same thing. You know, a lot of his former players too. Uh, you know, the, he he sought to make us you know better men, not just better players. Um, but then you know you do have some very specific players who have chosen to be uh, silent, essentially. Um, in in and I know it's only been a few hours, but again, in the day and age of social social media, where everybody takes to it right away, um, you know, is that something that we should read into that maybe a few key players don't really have anything to say about this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, that's definitely a fair point, Ralph. Uh, that you could. Uh read between the lines and see who did and who didn't comment. And look, I mean, when you have any five uh, scholarship players, uh, it's a given that not all of them are going to get uh, get along with their uh, with their position coach, coordinators, or let, let alone head coach. And Arizona State is no, is no different than that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, some players, um, for one reason or another, um, they didn't have 
have such a great experience um, in the last few years and chose not to comment on social media. So, uh, yes, I mean, I think uh, it's not that somebody forgot their Twitter password or uh, the laptop is uh, at the repair shop. I think it's just a matter of uh, just uh, choosing not to uh, not to comment just because that um, conveys their sentiment um, about the, about Todd Graham and the news and the news that came down today. But but again, I don't think it's any different than any other than any other football team in the country. Again, when you have when you have so many players um, on a team, it's impossible for a head coach to to, 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 to please all of them. And um, that's uh, that's what you're seeing right now with the. Uh, So my last question is this. Uh, Ray Anderson wants to keep the culture that Graham cultivated. Uh, he wants to keep the academic integrity um, that Graham helped foster. But he wants to win, and he wants people to come to the games. And he thinks that a person can be responsible for checking two of the four boxes that are important to him over what he, his four-year uh, evaluation that he talked about. In, if you can get inside Ray Anderson's head, who is he thinking about when he says somebody that can hold these two things down and braise these other two things up? I mean, uh, I think that uh, he's just thinking of somebody that in his mind um, you know, doesn't have the character and the integrity um, to do this and in a lot of ways not reinvent the wheel uh, and, um, and really accept the culture that has been established over here by Todd Graham and, uh, not, and not try to... Um, Come and, and, and really and really put your stamp um, that would um, inadvertently undo what Todd Graham did over here. Um, you know, you know, we, we, we joked. I think uh, you and I uh, several months ago that uh, what happens if there's going to be a new head coach over here, and you see those uh, four pillars, I, I believe, in the weight room. Uh, you know, you know, character, discipline, tough. Um, and the, the fourth pillar escapes my mind right now. But, uh, you know, is, is the new head coach, you know, come and take a jackhammer and just, you know, just not knock down all those pillars and, uh, and redo the weight room or anything like that? I mean, uh, I mean uh, of course not. Um, I think that, you know, off the field, I, I don't see Ray Anderson really being, you know, displeased by what's going on. We talk about academics where the uh, TGPA in six years went from 2.2 to 3, 3.0 collectively. Uh, when you have... Uh, when we, have, when we have graduation rates being at some of the highest levels this school, this, this school has ever seen, um, really, you know, relatively speaking, you, you know, you don't see that many names in police blotters or, or things like that. So they're not, so nowhere near the numbers we saw um, under Dennis Erickson and even, you know, and even Dirk Cutter for that extent. So I think, uh, I think that's really what he's looking, um, you know, in one aspect uh, from the coach. But I think uh, just on the field, uh, just, just to really put, um, maybe a more um, entertaining product from, the, from an offensive standpoint because, uh, you know, we talked about it all year long. I mean, you know, 7-5 and five is no record to be ashamed of, but, uh, you know, I felt that there were definitely some offensive deficiencies that, uh, you know, needed to be addressed. And, uh, you know, maybe it was hard for a first-year coordinator in Billy Napier, somebody that hasn't been an offensive coordinator uh, for six or so years because it was wide receivers coach in Alabama to, uh, to really uh, step, in, step in that role. Uh, but, um, you know, I mean, really, I think when you, when you compare the offenses uh, that we saw this year and last year compared to 12, 13, and 14, I, I really don't think uh, there really is much to compare. So I think just, just the product on the field uh, is something that Ray Anderson is, is uh, looking to see 
improvement on, especially on offense. And uh, Ray Anderson, again, would point to, you know, if you, if you do a better job recruiting, if you do a better job retaining, uh, retaining assistance, um, if you're able to put, um, you know, more players um, in, in the NFL draft, which obviously is going to help is going to help recruiting and the uh, overall perception of the program, then um, that that's going to help the product on the field. So, again, I mean, if you ask me, I mean, I think that Ray Anderson uh, is really not looking to shake the boat at all when it comes um, off the field, uh, you know, academics, and just, you know, the persona, if you will, of this team uh, in the community. He would like to keep that definitely a status quo, and I don't think it's displeased in those areas, but I just think the product on the field, um, to, just to be a, a more entertaining product and uh, really improve recruiting, improve, improving um, assistant reta- retention, improving your numbers in terms of uh, players getting drafted uh, in the NFL draft, um, and that, that to him uh, is going to be the domino effect All right, Hode, thank you so much. Hode Rubino, devilsdigest.com, um, definitely has been as plugged in, uh, uh, or if not more, than anybody you know throughout this process and, and, uh, and doing a good job helping everybody try to figure out what to make of what just happened and, and, and where everyone's going from here. So thank you so much, and, uh, and, and we'll stay tuned to devilsdigest.com um, as this uh, process unravels. So here's my final thoughts on this episode of the Devil's Junkie Podcast when we rehash uh, the weekend that was of Devil's Digest breaking the news that uh, Ray Anderson was going to move on from Todd Graham regardless of the outcome of the Territorial Cup. That actually taking place. Ray Anderson justifying that decision. Todd Graham having his say. And uh, the, the, the existence that was the social media fallout and discussion that took place over the course of Sunday. This is really all I have to say. Firing Todd Graham might have been wrong for the program. We're not going to know until the replacement comes in and ultimately that process plays itself out. But it was the right thing for Ray Anderson to do. Firing Todd Graham might have been wrong for the program, and time will tell, but firing Todd Graham was the right thing for Ray Anderson to do at this time. Ray Anderson's the boss. He's the athletic director. And if he didn't believe that Todd Graham was the guy, that's that. The data backs him up. Todd Graham's own attitude... They're not going to pay you a million dollars to win half your games, nor should they. Backs that up. If Ray Anderson didn't believe in Todd Graham, there's no point in him having any type of arbitrary number whatsoever of victories that Todd Graham could reach that would make him someone that Ray Anderson could believe in. Ray Anderson's probably going to feel better about somebody that he handpicks. That's how these things go. If somebody's your choice, you stand by them. Works like that in the NFL. You make somebody a first-round pick, you're going to give them chance after chance after chance. This is going to be Ray Anderson's first-round pick. And Ray Anderson assumes all the risk here. Todd Graham 
has the adoration of most of the fan base. $12 million parachute. And a desire to still coach. He'll be fine. People, you know, are going to worry for the program, and nobody, nobody should worry about Todd Graham. Ray Anderson assumes a risk here. He's taking on the ire and the emotion of fans after firing a coach who went 4-2 and two in the Territorial Cup and has taken the program to five bowl games in six years while cleaning up the behavior and the academics and donating his own money to help fund the reconstruction of the stadium and the overall athletic experience. A coach whose athletes overwhelmingly poured out their support on social media today. Ray Anderson assumes all the risk here. He has the bullseye on him. His volleyball hires, not going well. His softball hires, not going well. The programs that are excelling right now, women's basketball, not a hire he made. Tracy Smith in baseball, people have been calling for his head for a year. And that's somebody that Ray Anderson hired. Bobby Hurley had two subpar seasons rebuilding this program going into this year. That's looking like a fantastic hire, but it's pretty much common knowledge that that wasn't, even though Ray Anderson said at the time it was his first choice. It was widely reported that Jeff Cable of Duke was somebody that he was really looking at first. The target here is on Ray Anderson's back. He assumes the risk. And it's a high wire act because 2018 is set up for instant success. This team is returning 16 starters, the entire receiving core, the offensive line, the starting quarterback. They've got a fantastically talented group of young running backs to take over for Kalen Balazs and Demario Richard. The rebranded, rebuilt secondary, for the most part, is coming back. Christian Sam may return if he doesn't go to the NFL, even though ASU doesn't technically have the mechanism by which to get people to the NFL. It's a good team. They have to win in 2018. If they don't win in 2018 with whoever Ray Anderson brings in, I don't know if he survives. Ray Anderson assumes all the risk here. Todd Graham is going off into the sunset with the best possible thing that could have happened for him. A win in the Territorial Cup, a sympathetic press conference, and an NCAA filled with people who are all making coaching switches, of which Arizona State is probably going to get the leftovers of the best possible people available. Because Arizona State doesn't have the resources to pay top dollar. Even though Ray Anderson believes that regardless of whether you're making top dollar or not, you should stick around. So will the assistants stay? If they don't, that doesn't look good for Ray. 
Will the recruits remain committed? Well, you already know that Ray Anderson doesn't have a whole lot of respect for this group that has committed in the first place. So if this class doesn't end up looking better than it looks right now, that's on Ray. Ray Anderson took the risk of addressing this football team himself after the firing. And for a lot of football players, this was really their first interaction with Ray Anderson. You know, he has to be careful. He's taking ownership of a very big decision of what was a tight-knit group of players, a brotherhood as they call themselves, who may very well view this as an outsider coming in and disrupting what it is that they had put together. A season that they should really be very proud of, considering they were picked to be fifth in the Pac-12 South. And while Ray Anderson calls it a weak Pac-12 South, I mean, they, they, they handled their business for the most part. They end up finishing second. So, I mean, you, you can't go out and tell these players as they prepare for a bowl game that what you accomplished means nothing. But Ray Anderson has done that. He's taken that risk. He's walked into their locker room and said, you are mediocre. It is your coach's fault. The things that you've accomplished this year and all the areas that you've improved are still average. The bowl game that you're going to, it's junk. We don't want to be there. The people who say that this is good enough, they're living in the past. They don't love the program like people who are about the future. The culture that you have, your head coach, while he was responsible for it, couldn't keep guys around, yet we believe that the guys that are around can continue that culture that he maintained, even though people came and went. Ray Anderson addressed this football team, and he took a massive risk. He assumes all the risk here. Todd Graham's going to be fine. The coaches on this staff are going to be fine. Billy Napier proved that he could run an offense. Rob Likens is one of the more respected wide receiver coaches. John Simon, beloved. They're going to be fine. T.J. Rushing's young. He's got a promising career ahead of him. Phil Bennett washed the stench of Baylor off of him by helping Arizona State's defense improve to the point of respectability. They're all going to be fine. They've all got buyouts. They're all going to make more money this year and next than I will ever make in my lifetime talking about what they do for a living. It's Ray Anderson and his legacy that is ultimately on the line here. You know, he chose to address this football team. For a lot of these players, it might have been the first time that they ever saw him, the first time they ever see him. It's to tell them that what they did was not good enough and that the person that was ultimately responsible is the person who recruited them and that some of them shouldn't even be in the room because they weren't good enough to be recruited in the first place. That's a hard line to walk. To walk into a room and say, we want to be better and we expect more. Something that they hear every day. 
but that we want to be better and we expect more and you're not it. And you either help us be it or whoever comes in next who has no attachment to you whatsoever, who didn't recruit you in the same way that Ray Anderson did not hire Todd Graham. He might not have those same loyalties. So your world is upside down and you don't know what to expect and you're supposed to trust this man who for the first time that he's around you tells you that your coach is on the way out. You got to be careful. Because there are good players on this team. And 2018 needs to be a good year for Ray Anderson. Baseball needs to be good. Basketball needs to maintain this pace to some degree. They need to make the tournament. And football, with all the starters they're returning, if you expected to win nine games this year, anything less than ten next year is unacceptable. And whoever you bring in, the person that's supposed to elevate this program in all the ways that Todd Graham couldn't and maintain it in all the ways that Todd Graham could, it's not going to be their fault. Not when you paid $12 million to somebody who was already under contract and told them to go away. It's going to be yours for putting them in this situation in the first place with assistant coaches that they didn't handpick. So good luck to everybody involved. But I fear the only person who's going to need it is Ray Anderson. This has been the Devil's Junkie Podcast, the aftermath of the Todd Graham firing. We appreciate you listening. Appreciate Hode Rubino for being on. Keep it tuned to Devil's Digest. It's going to be an exciting search for a coach. It's going to be exciting basketball season. We'll keep the podcast going all the way through. I was living in a devil town I didn't know it was a devil town Oh Lord, it really brings me down About the devil town